Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback. You're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, everybody. It's the interview portion of the week. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and listen at play.it slash Jake Brown. Of course, you heard Taylor Rooks earlier in the week and Megan Wilson um, as we talk New York sports, we talk some basketball. We got to talk football right now. It's a big time for this guy because the Seahawks are on the playoff push. His college team is in the playoff as they take on the almighty Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, we'll see how they fare there. It is Hall of Fame NFL quarterback and Seahawks radio analyst. And he's also the president of Sports One Marketing, Warren Moon, on the line. Warren, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing great, Jake. How are you? Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, last time we talked, I believe it was the week that your car got broken into. Uh, so I hope all is well on that front now. Yeah, I got a new one, and uh, so far so good. It hasn't been broken into, and believe it or not, they retrieved uh, what was stolen. They found the guy, and I guess he was trying to commit another crime, and they found my stuff in the back of his car. So uh it was a it was pretty good job by the police you know the police get a lot of uh negative publicity but they definitely protected and served me justice was served indeed good to, glad to hear that um let's start here with the seahawks eight three and one uh, a good season i'd say overall a little bit of ups and downs here and there and now earl thomas out for the year he tweets that he's thinking about retirement first off do you buy into that notion or do you think that was just more in the moment kind of thing I think it was more in the moment. You got to know Earl Thomas. He's a very emotional guy, very high strung as far as the way he plays, the way he uh, um, attacks everything. And, and he had just come back from an injury from missing his first game ever in his career after 106 starts the week before in Tampa. So he was just coming back into the lineup, and then this happened. So it's pretty devastating, and it's not something he's used to. And I'm sure a lot of things went through his mind, as does goes through a lot of uh, players' minds when they have a devastating injury. This is an injury that's going to keep him out anywhere from four to six months, but I think he will be back once he gets back into his rehab and, and sees that there's a big, bright future in front of him. He's only in his, uh, I think, sixth year, so uh, he's got a lot of football left to play. Is this a season-changing injury for the Seahawks here? You have Steve Terrell replacing him, a fourth-year safety who only has one career start. Can he fill that big of a void on a dominant defense? I don't think you ever replace a player of uh, Earl's caliber because he does so many things in that back end. He, he's so instinctive and, and uh, really makes up a lot of ground. But Steven is um, a very good player. He's been in our system for a couple of years. The guys in the back end, Richard and Cam and all of them, feel very comfortable with him being back there. And he had a, you know interception the other night against uh, Carolina that was called back because of a penalty. Uh, he also almost had one against Tampa. He, he just wasn't able to hang on to it when he hit the ground. So he knows how to move around back there as well as Earl. He's got great speed. And uh, like I said, he's learned a lot from uh, Earl over the time that he's been there. 
The Seahawks are a team that you look at right there with Dallas as the beast of uh, the NFC. Are they good enough to beat Dallas here, or are you buying into Dallas come January? I think we're good enough to beat anybody. You know, we, we showed that going into New England and beating a, a very good uh, Patriots team in their building, a place they don't lose a lot. Uh, this team is so battle-tested. They have so much talent and experience. You know, they've been to two Super Bowls in the last three years. They've been deep in the playoffs, so... They don't let the road intimidate them. They just uh, go out and play wherever they're supposed to play, and and uh, Pete kind of approaches it that way. It doesn't matter where you're playing or who you're playing or what you're, what, who they are on the schedule. Every game is a championship opportunity, and that's the way every player looks at it. What's your thoughts overall on Russell Wilson this season? Inconsistent at times, but still obviously leading the team pretty well. I know you two are close, and he's a guy who's inspired you in, in giving back. Uh, what have you seen from Russell this year? Yeah, he has he has really um, had a tough time this year early in the season because of the injuries that he had. He he played through a MCL strain and also a high ankle uh, sprain that most people would would take two or three weeks off to get healed, but he refused to come out of the lineup. So uh, it affected him in his mobility and in his able his his ability to escape and and uh, do some of the things in our offense that we could do movement wise. Uh, so that did limit him, but now he's 100%, and he and he's starting to play uh, Russell Wilson type of football, which is create and make things happen outside the pocket. But he's also become a much better pocket passer because of that injury. So I think you're going to see the best of Russell going down the stretch. NFL Hall of Fame QB Warren Moon at W Moon One on Twitter joining us here on the Jake Brown Show. Speaking of quarterbacks, a guy who passed you a couple of weeks ago for seven straight games with multiple touchdown passes, Marcus Mariota on the Titans. How good has this kid been and really keeping the Titans in the playoff race here? He's been really good. You know, I knew he was going to be a good pro. He just had to make that transition from from what he was doing in college and that spread offense at Oregon to uh, learning more of the NFL style of game. And, and he's done that and uh, really performing at a high level. They've put some really good pieces around him as well, which has really helped deep up their offensive line. He got knocked around a lot last year, and they have a much better running game now that kind of takes some of the pressure off of him. But he, he's a fine player. He's a great athlete at that position, really accurate with the football, and uh, a very, very hard worker. So he's got all the, the tools that it's going to take to be a great one for a long time if he can stay healthy. Do you think the Titans are for real? Do you think they do make the playoffs? They've got a chance because in that division, nobody seems to want to take it and run. You know, mm-hmm. Houston's ahead right now, I think, in the division, but Indianapolis is making a push, and, and Tennessee is right there. So it's going to come right down to the end, I think. You know, these last four ball games will tell uh, who wants the playoffs the most on how they play down the stretch. That's when you want to be playing your best football, and if Tennessee is doing that, they've got a chance to get in the playoffs. Sticking with quarterbacks, I mean, we've seen a couple of good rookie quarterbacks and rookies overall this year, and starting here with Dak Prescott, I mean, what he's done in Dallas. Did you ever see this coming from a kid who was a backup and a fourth-round pick? No, I didn't see this this early. Uh, I knew Dak had a lot of uh, potential. I knew that uh, he was very mature and poised for his age. I got a chance to meet him at the Davy O'Brien Awards a couple of weeks, uh, years ago. But um, going into Dallas, you know, he was fourth on their depth, I think, or third or fourth when he came in. And mm-hmm. uh, because of injury to Tony Romo and also Kellen Moore, he, you know, he becomes the starter, and he's done a great job. And, and they've done a nice job of making sure they, they keep the offense simple for him and kind of built on it as the year went along. He's got a great supporting cast, which really helps any young quarterback. And then he's got a lot of ex-quarterbacks around him. His head coach is a former quarterback. His 
His quarterback, Coach Wade Wilson, former quarterback. His offensive coordinator uh, is a former quarterback. So he's got a lot of resources to feed off of, which has helped make his job a little bit easier. Do you look at both of them, uh, Elliott and Prescott, as co-rookies of the year? Do you see one of them as MVP? How, how do you handle that? Well, Elliott has a chance to be MVP just because mm-hmm. he's leading the league in rushing. Uh, his team has got the best record in the league, and usually the MVP comes from a really good team, and, and he's got outstanding stats. Um, I think Dak's stats are good, but I, I think they're more towards the uh, the rookie of the year than more so than the uh, MVP. So uh, I would say Elliott for the MVP and, and Dak for uh, rookie of the year so far right now the way it stands. And sticking here with quarterbacks, uh... What do you think overall of Carson Wentz? Had an amazing start to the season. Eagles fans were ready to get Super Bowl tickets at 3-0. and Now he's started to regress a little bit. What's your overall impression of the rookie quarterback? I still like his career going forward. I think his upside is, is tremendous. Uh, they put a lot of pressure on him for a young guy. He threw the ball 60 times last week, and when you have to throw the ball that many times, that means you're not very balanced in your offense. I think they need to build some more pieces around him. You know, they've had some wide receivers that haven't worked out well for him. Aguilar has not uh, lived up to his first-round billing, and uh, really all he has is Jordan Matthews as a as a wide receiver. So they need to get some more pieces around him to make his job a little bit easier and improve their running game so you don't put so much pressure on a young quarterback. The difference between Dak Prescott and the difference between uh, Carson Wentz is the the, the – supporting cast that he has around him he just doesn't have that same type of supporting cast from a rookie quarterback to a seasoned vet who has battled injuries here the last couple of years what do you do with tony romo here the dallas cowboys well you make him your backup and they'll probably have the strongest uh, quarterback position in the league right now you know dak prescott is always one play away from being out of the game and if you're a team that's going into the playoffs and, and high aspirations of, of winning a super bowl to have a Tony Romo sitting there if something happens to Dak is a great uh, luxury. So Dallas is in a good spot because of those two guys. Now, after the season is over, they're going to have a decision to make on whether they want to trade him away or or I don't know what his salary cap situation is as far as releasing him. But uh, I would think they'd want to get something from him in the, in the offseason because I don't think Tony wants to be a backup the rest of his career. Do you see a spot for him? Do you see maybe the Jets or the Broncos maybe going after him? There's a lot of teams that would love to have a Tony Romo, but I'm sure their biggest question is uh, injury. He's had you know a lot of injuries the last couple of years, and when you put that type of contract uh, into a guy to be your 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 main guy, you want to make sure he's going to be there for you for the duration. And I don't think he's proven that over the last couple of years that he can play a whole season. So that would be the biggest question. There's no question that Tony Romo can play at a high level, as high a level as anybody in the league. But you want him to be on the field for you. Another team with a QB dilemma here is the Denver Broncos. I mean, do you stick with Paxton Lynch? Do you do you stick? You put Simeon back in there. Obviously, Simeon's had a couple injury issues the last couple of weeks here, but they're in a strange spot where Paxton Lynch has not looked ready, uh, but they've had to play him. What do you do in Denver? Well, you're going to have to play him if uh, Simeon's not ready to play. There's no question that Pax, Paxton is their their future. That's why they drafted him in the first round, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback when he is ready. Uh, sometimes you can't put a guy out there too quickly, um, especially as a rookie, because certain guys develop uh, quicker than others, and certain guys have better supporting cast around them than others. But 
Uh, right now, if Simeon's not ready to play, then you got to play Paxton Lynch, and hopefully he'll grow into that position. The more snaps he gets, the more reps he gets. NFL legend Warren Moon here on the Jake Brown Show. You talked with Jason Whitlock, I believe, last week on the whole Colin Kaepernick issue and kneeling. And uh, first of all, what is your take on how he's handled it here? And now, lately, recently, it was the whole story of Fidel Castro, and prior to that, it was him not voting. What have you thought of this whole Kaepernick saga this year? It's just so... Uh... It's so inconsistent, and it doesn't all really make sense to me. And maybe I need to have a sit-down talk with him to try and understand everything that he's trying to do. I had no problem with him wanting to uh, be a voice and use that platform to get more uh, more uh, exposure to the, to the problems in communities, to the problems with police brutality and that. I didn't like the way he went about doing it with using the national anthem uh, and the flag to do it, but... Uh, he did get people talking about it, and that's great. And now that, that uh, the attention is there, now it's time to start talking and, and finding solutions. But now all of a sudden this Castro stuff comes out and the Malcolm X, and I don't know where all this fits into to all of that, but uh, it certainly has, um, you know, I'm sure affected him in a, in, a, in a certain way as far as how he has to handle the media, all the extra focus that's on these subjects compared to just worrying about football. Uh, and it's probably affected his play on the field. But um, we, now, because everybody's really uh, aware of everything that we're talking about in, in our society, let, let's go ahead and start making some, some changes now, some positive changes to some of these problems that have been addressed. Is that the one, if you, if you sit down with Colin Kaepernick, you and him one-on-one, is that the one underlying message you say, like, go make a difference? I would just like to understand him first, and yeah, and then I think the biggest thing, once you've gotten the attention that, that uh, the NFL platform gives you, okay, now what do we do? Everybody knows these problems are out there. Okay, now how do we solve these problems? And that's, that's going to be the next uh, solution. You played 22 years in professional football. You say that in today's game and people's minds would be blown what do you think is the biggest reason for that in your longevity versus today where you're lucky if a guy lasts half of that? Well, I think part of it is the way guys can take care of themselves. I think guys, a lot of guys can still play that long. You look at Tom Brady, he's saying he, can, he thinks he can play till he's 50, and, and Drew Brees is saying he thinks he can play uh, to that same age. I, I think because of um, the way guys take care of themselves, if you stay away from any major injuries, uh, there's so much more known about training. There's so much more known about supplements, uh, what to put in your body and, and things like that. That I think a lot of players can play longer if they wanted to, but then there's that that um, fear out there about head injuries, and a lot of guys are, are getting out of the game earlier because they don't want to take more chances that way. Uh, and then guys are making so much more money now than we ever made, so you don't have to play as long because you can make a lot of money in a short period of time. So there's a lot of reasons why you want to play if you still have that passion to play a long time, and then there's a lot of reasons why you might not want to play as long because of the money that you can make, and then you're worried about – uh, further head injuries going down the road. Yeah, the game is just so much different now and then in terms of that. And in terms of guys, uh, me, 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 and the whole bodacious and bragging and one of those guys like Odell Beckham or Josh Norman, are you a fan of guys being open and uh, trash talking like that, or do you think those kind of guys need to tone it down? I'm a fan of, of guys being open but to a point, not to where it distracts your football team, to where uh, it takes away from, from your football team. When all the focus tends to be just on you, all the questions from the media are now just because of what you've done on the sideline or your antics, that's when I think it's gone too far. Can, should guys have a good time on the field and, 
and celebrate a little bit, no question about it, as long as they're not taunting the other team. But when you take it too far, that's when I have a problem with it. And some of these young guys are taking it too far because they're more about, like you said, themselves and social media and popularity. And that's where uh, this is a team game still when it all comes down to it. And it's a tough spot with the Giants without Odell Beckham because, let's be real, he might be the best receiver in the NFL. Did you ever ever have a situation, you as a quarterback, with a receiver who was a little bit me, 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 and, and you're kind of thinking – I mean, because we see it from Eli sometimes in the silent on the field. He grows a little frustrated with Odell. Do you ever remember any time like that? Yeah, mo- most receivers are that way, believe it or not. Yeah. They're kind of called prima donnas for a reason. And, and I, I understand some of it because you look at a running back, he might touch the ball 15 to 20 times a game or more. The quarterback touches it every time. But, but the receivers, because there's more than one of them, they have to kind of share their opportunities. So if they get you know eight, eight receptions in a ball game, that's huge for them to touch the football. And they want more opportunities than that. So they're always begging for the ball. They, they always feel like they're open. And you want guys that, that are that way. You want guys who want the football. You want guys who want to make big plays. But they have to also understand that they're uh, in the, in the uh, focus of the offense. So they got to make sure that, that – uh, they're not a distraction to what you're trying to do as a quarterback because you have to distribute the ball to everybody, especially depending on what the uh, the coverage stands for. But I've had receivers that always tell me, if I'm covered, just throw it to me. I'll catch it. <laughs> and that that's kind of the mentality you want, but you just don't want it to become uh, a distraction. A couple more minutes here with Warren Moon, former NFL quarterback, the Hall of Famer, the Seahawks radio analyst. Is Beckham, in your mind, the best receiver, or is there someone better out there? You know, there's a lot of really good receivers. Uh, I tend to like bigger, faster receivers just because of uh, their catch radius, and and you don't have to throw the the perfect ball to them. Uh, If they're getting a lot of press coverage, their big body is usually going to win in most of those situations. So I like guys like Julio Jones and and, and some of the bigger receivers in the league. But if you look at Antonio Brown or you look at uh, Beckham, these guys play a lot bigger than their size. So you definitely wouldn't uh, mind having one of those guys, but I think if I had to choose a receiver, I'd probably choose a bigger, faster receiver um, in today's football. Um, let's let's talk Washington here. Uh, your boys are going to take on Alabama in the Peach Bowl, chance to go to the national title game. I mean, it's a tall task. Are you worried? Do you think they pull off the upset here with Jake Browning? It's a it's a big task. Uh, this this Alabama team is probably as dominant as any team I've seen in a, in a while, as far as the way they have bowled over pretty much everybody. Uh, even the the LSU win, I mean, it was ten nothing, but they didn't allow a point, so they they dominated that football game. But uh, their defense just they just overpower you. They score points. You know, they've scored ten touchdowns on on defense. They've scored another four with special teams. So we're going to have a big task, no question about it. But if we can play really sound football, if we can take care of the ball, that's something you don't want to do against Alabama is turn it over because they don't just turn it over. They turn it over and score. So if we can take care of the ball and try and force some turnovers out of them and give us some short fields to work with because our offense can't expect to go 80 yards every time they get the football against that defense, then we have a chance to win the football game. But the key is, taking care of the ball and trying to take it away from them a couple of times to to force some short fields and get some scores. Who's your Heisman Trophy pick? 
You know, I'd have to say Lamar Jackson just because he just shot out of the gate so fast and, and uh, really hasn't had very many blips in his game this year. Deshaun uh, Watson has really come on the last part of the season. So I, I would say one, two, those two guys are right now. All right, last one because I forgot to ask it. Doug Baldwin, in my mind, might be the most underrated, underappreciated receiver in the league. No one really talks about him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure why, but would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I do. Doug Baldwin is a, a name that's under the radar because he was undrafted, uh, you know, undrafted free agent. He just kind of worked his way up to be one of the better receivers in the league. But I think if they can get back and make another playoff run and, and Doug continues to keep making the same type of plays that he makes, uh, he'll get more on the national scene because he definitely deserves it. Warren Moon, NFL Hall of Famer, Seahawks radio analyst, the president of Sports One Marketing, W Moon One on Twitter. Warren, enjoy the uh, playoff, of the college football awards here. Enjoy the rest of the season, and it's great talking to you. Happy holidays. Always great talking to you, and happy holidays to you and all your listeners out there. And have a safe, happy new year. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.